want to just let Jeremy do it. <laughs> no, SP got it. We can switch it up. Yeah. It might change up the energies of the whole conversation. Who knows? Maybe. Welcome, welcome back to another week of the Just Us podcast. We are a group of ragtag designers. <laughs> I don't like being called ragtag. You use the word ragtag. I don't, but but like when I use it, I feel like I'm not, like it's different. But then like being called it, I feel like I feel like I felt it. Like I'm actually oh. a rag, like I'm a ragtag. So I feel like I feel like I'm just like y'all remember like in, in Toy Story two where Jesse got thrown out the car and got left behind. That's me in this moment when you called me ragtag. You know, I'm imagining when I say ragtag, Forky, that she just pulled from the trash. She did. Forky. And Forky tried to throw his ass away every chance he got. And that's how you that's how you made me feel by calling me ragtag. Like something that she just cast aside, not even recycled and repurposed. Is opulence the word of the day? Because I have been saying opulence a lot. I literally describe my lifestyle as poor opulence. Oh, okay. Well, we like mm-hmm. that. Because mm-hmm. I still don't. wealth, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't feel like I'm bougetto. Like I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm still living within my means and like living a life. But like, what's wrong for me wanting a little bit more? So I'm poor opulence, or PO. 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 This is how you define this lifestyle. This is mm-hmm. poor opulent. Mm-hmm. Live like you're poor, but opulent, okay? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why can't you be both? Por que no los dos? Por que no los dos. All you need is a hot glue gun. For real, y'all. <laughs> you can customize it. getting into this episode. Can, can we get into this episode? I thought this was an intro right here. In a nice little embroidery machine, and you will make yourself look rich AF. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We're, yeah, we're critiquing true. our lifestyle right now, and we want it to be hey, for our As we say, get a bedazzler, y'all. Y'all can mm-hmm. look. Y'all can look good. Bedazzle, honestly, bedazzling things greatly improves their perception, right? This today's episode, we're going to talk about bedazzling. Oh my god! Oh, I've seen that. Have y'all seen that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the mom's pubis. Not like in the vagina. In, not There's in a, there. Yeah, the mom's pubis is the, the thing that's right before it. And then you got the labia. Then you got, well, you got labias. And then. Do we got to go into the whole anatomy? And we then all there's know. the clitoris. And then there is the, there, there is the, also the, um, the piss pipe. Um, it's called. The, what? The urethra? Is that what it's called? There we no. go. Is that what it's called? And then, yeah. because because you you have the vagina and the and the urethra, and you don't pee out of it exactly because the vagina has the uterus in it. Mm-hmm. I know my anatomy. You do. A lot of people don't know it's two holes. The nanny anatomy. I know my nanny anatomy. The There's a lot of men out here that don't so. They don't. Good on, good on you. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you t- let me stop because this conversation is recorded, and I was about to go in. I was about to go to a whole different place just right now. I had to reel in myself. <laughs> Y'all, I got listen. I got to get a job. <laughs> you hear me? Once we post the episode, <laughs> niggas is gonna be looking at me crazy. I'm right. cut all of this out. I promise. You gotta cut that part. You gotta cut. 
Welcome, y'all, to another week with Just Us. As usual, you got yours truly, me, Jeremy, the opulent SP, and... I'm gonna claim this. This is Treasure B, the wealthy. Okay, and Treasure B, the wealthy. And we're just three experienced designers that critique things that we come across in our normal, everyday, blackity-black and brown and brown lives. All right, all right, all right. How's everybody? How's everybody doing on this fine Thursday? Uh, I'm doing okay. I have I to be honest. I'm having like imposter syndrome in my own life. Not like I'm not good enough to be here, but like, wait a minute. I know I've been bullshitting. Like I know I'd be bullshitting. So like I just be like, girl, you an imposter. But like, <laughs> not like I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm good enough to be here. I just am ashamed. Because <clears throat> I set like two, only two or three goals this week. And usually like you got two or three goals to accomplish a day, right? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, but to each his own. Because I feel like you got you to gotta start off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like if three if three goals is your limit for the week, mm-hmm. that's your business. Now you, yeah. you, ain't got, you ain't got, you can do half a goal a day. As long as you achieve it, that's all that really matters. Exactly. Right. We're going to exactly. stop trying to push this narrative. You got to be hyperproductive every single goddamn day. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. No, if you only set the goal to wake up and breathe, that is on you. That's your business. Do mm-hmm. it. Because why? That's your business. In That's the words true. of my just tap at the brown. Right. And only you know what you need, you know, and only you know what you can That's handle, true. you know. So, you know, I commend you for having three goals this week. Mm-hmm. I would commend you for having a half a goal this week. You know, as long as you got some that you can be proud of. I've been working through things. I've been, I've been moving forward. I've been working. Right. I'm glad that you even setting goals because honestly, this week I didn't set that now intention. And so the fact that you set intentions for the week. But I'm proud of you though, sis. You's out here setting goals for yourself. The the, the you two months ago may not have been on that same wave. So, you know. Two months ago, my goal was survival. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that See? Is, I'm like, listen, I'm here. <laughs> better every day. I'm you proud of it. myself that I'm physically in this room. And that's what I'm saying. We're at a better place right now. Better place right now. All right. So it seems like everybody's doing good. Wait, Trey didn't even say how she was doing. No, because you keep forgetting about me, Jeremy. You keep forgetting about me. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like in my head you're saying things. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm good though. Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just taking it day by day. Like I said, I haven't set any intentions for this week. So whatever comes my way, it's a surprise to me. And I'm gonna roll with it. What about you, Jeremy? How you doing? I am doing well. I start my job Monday. I get in the apartment has been straight and everything like that. Um, so I feel like I am doing as well as I can be. I actually had a thing. I actually was talking about a thing um, with Tyrell actually about like just me being content. And I was like, you know, I have things to be happy about. I'm also just feel like I'm in this weird place. I'm just, I'm just in a really big transitional period. Mm-hmm. like finally like coming out of school and because y'all know I went straight out of you know undergrad undergrad and then not really having like work experience or stuff, or stuff like that outside of you know the little things that they're here and there so I feel like I'm in a really big transition in my life to like actually mm-hmm. like not like shedding the student part of myself and actually just being a person that lives in the world 
and it's actually been way more stressful than I thought and a lot more I just like a lot more learning about how to do these things that I sometimes neglected to do like even simple things like learning how to like move money around and like stuff like that or just like knowing the need to have like different accounts or like oh you gotta eat three times a day maybe you know it's like stuff like that I don't know it's just been really just like messing with me mentally but I'm still here and still happy about the you know the couple of good things that is happening yeah well if you ever need financial advice on how to move money around and stuff you know I'm really good at like managing my finances so you know I always got some advice I always got some advice I made me my first spreadsheet to track my budgets and my bills that were coming out and I was like wow that's why I cut Disney plus because I was like that's six dollars I can say that and I don't need to be yeah. I was like, my, my usage isn't tracking with this money mm-hmm. that I'm spending. I'm not getting my $6 worth every month. See, when I paid that $72, I knew I was dead ass wrong. I knew I was dead wrong, but they still got it. They got my money and it's okay. Well, that's all that it is. But <laughs> if everyone else is feeling, you know, good and in good spirits, I want to know, what do we have on the table for this week? So... Today we Trying are to be brought the main dish. I did, I did, I did, I did. I got it. I got it. I got it. And it's piping hot. I mean, I wanted to pick a topic that like a lot of people could relate to. So like right now with thousands of college grads and not exactly a surplus of jobs due to like coronavirus and everything. I wanted to take time out to discuss job boards and applicant tracking systems. Um just a little background or whatever. In my personal opinion, I feel like job job boards are like really vague and they often fill with like roles from companies that aren't quite sure what they're looking for. They have like vague job descriptions that really invite like a lot of scope creep or they even have jobs that are like, have weird titles like design ninja when in fact they're really looking for like a front end developer, but they got it. They trying to be quirky. And as far as uh, applicant tracking systems go, basically applicant tracking systems or ATS as a lot of people call them are used to filter out quote unquote bad applicants from um, the quality applicants looking for uh, for job openings Um, but a lot of times like they miss out on the right candidate based on keyword matching for your resume or something like that but I just wanted to kick this off and I wanted to ask like what is your favorite job board to use um, <laughs> SP from your from your right, reaction. Right. I, I <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't think that's the question you were gonna ask. Oh, I just wanted to kick it off with that question. What is what is? I feel like I got a love hate relationship with job board. I I mm-hmm. just I just have a skepticism that the job that is posted there is not real. And. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like, i I feel like but it's because you know like linkedin for example when you're on linkedin and you see that it's like such and such post a job 13 hours ago there's this many applicants this is the role i'm like this can't be right and it's it's a role already filled and all the other stuff like i don't even know i just i'm really weary when it comes to job boards and Mm -hmm. being on them and seeing what's out there i think it's good to have like you know a landscape and using yeah. it that way, but my favorite one, honestly, my favorite job board is kind of like my own email. 
So, mm-hmm. so like sort of like the, the relationships I built with people and like people sending like jobs here and there and like we have our group message and stuff like that. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a more reliable source of a job board. And I yeah. use that to sort of track things that are happening or things that are out there because maybe just because it's coming from an actual person and not just like some site that has curated all these things that may be fake. But I don't know. What about you, SP? Yeah. <laughs> Cause your face saying like you hate this nah. shit. Well, you know that meme where the guy is sitting at the table with the poster and says something controversial and it says, convince me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That yeah. meme? Okay. Yep. My statement is job boards are irrelevant. Convince me I'm wrong. Cause honestly, I have never gotten a job through a job board ever. Really? I have only ever gotten a job through a personal connection or like if it was through a job board, it's like this is just the place where we have our 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 applications, like through LinkedIn yep. or whatever. Like it's not job boards honestly are such baloney to me. But I'ma let our listeners weigh in and feel productive and feel like there's something there for them just because that's my journey doesn't mean that that's your journey i have other things in my skill set and tool set i don't need to be limited by these garbage ass job boards but i'm really not here for them i mean or ats i mean now now that you mention it the only job i have gotten from a job board posing would be my internship with google and that was from Google's job board. So yeah. it it is it's different because they post all their jobs there. Right. And so and so maybe there's like um a difference between if you're on like an aggregated job board, so like a LinkedIn and indeed a Glassdoor has one, like stuff like that, versus mm-hmm. the company's job listing. Like I still yeah. feel like there's some there's discrepancy with what's real and what's fake. Um, or what's yeah. a, an actual job versus what they just posting up, you know, to show face before they hire an internal candidate or something like that? Because you know, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I was just about to get into that. So <laughs> lots of times, like when you when you're looking at the company's uh, job listing, they'll post them <laughs> out there, and then they'll hire somebody that they already had in mind, but they post it just to say, oh, well, we it was posted to our site, you know, just for optics. But um, I to, think they to have all, to. Yeah, the, it's I, like I, a legal thing. Like they yeah. have to make the job oh. available and say that they made efforts to open it up to the public. But if they had somebody in mind, that person's mm-hmm. made the job. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. I think it might be legal. To, I think the other part is I think you still have to apply. Apply like even if you're referred, let's say, and or like they reach out to you. I think you still have to apply to that job posting. So it can appear that you are going through the applicant process and there's not anything yeah. else play, playing into it. Yeah. Um, sort yeah. of thing. But <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I think job boards are a very helpful resource because before that, like the job board was the newspaper or That's like hard. word of mouth. Yeah, the classified and like stuff like that. And these are just digitized versions of those things. But I think it's so easy to post a job now that it's hard to clear through the clutter and sort of figure out what is an actual job that matches my skills that I can actually perform versus what is something that is just put out there because the people think they need, their job thinks think that they need this type of person and they don't. So now I get caught in the hard spot because I might apply to something that I think I'm, you know, 
more than capable of doing, but it might not be exactly what they want or what they describe in yeah. their sort of um, job description. Because I honestly think they did just copy and paste from somebody else. Yeah, honestly, I've seen like 16 job descriptions. I'm not even going to lie to y'all on Indeed for different jobs, but the, the the description, the contract time, the pay, it's, everything is this exact same. And to go off of uh, what you said, SP, you said you never found a job on any job board. What's crazy is my last job before coming to grad school, it was like a, a quick a quick apply on Indeed. And I actually got the job and they paid very well. And I really loved that job. Like I had a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a Twitter post saying that, you know, if you find a job on Indeed, like Indeed will definitely find you a job. You probably gonna hate it, but you will find a job on there. And I think that's true. Uh, I think that's Indeed <clears throat> might be, it might be one of my favorite job boards. And they've done a, a lot recently as far, no, well, LinkedIn is my favorite, but um, Indeed is definitely up there. They've done a lot. So like if you easy apply on, on Indeed or whatever, they'll keep those um, they'll make sure that the person follows up with you. So they'll email you two weeks out, like saying, hey, you applied to this job two weeks ago. We haven't heard back from the employer. Um, give us a few, you know, give us a few more weeks and we, we'll let you know. Like, so they kind of keep you updated a lo- as as long as like the employer is keep, keeping to move through that process. So I think that is super cool about uh, Indeed. <clears throat> but, you know, Treasure, in the, your metaphor of jobs being like, courting for a relationship like the employer Mm -hmm. relationship i feel like job boards are a lot like um like tinder Mm -hmm. you know and it's just kind of like okay this is the surface level of what it is here but Mm -hmm. like everything that happened before then and got to that point what's in front of you may or may not be an accurate representation of what it is it is not necessarily in the best interest of finding a good match for you right so my experience in this i've not have ever actually had to interview or hire anybody but i've had different administrative jobs so like have seen like kind of people go through the process and then kind of come up with the job description. it takes forever for people to decide what's going to be in there and like different departments it's like oh this mm-hmm. and that blah, blah blah like they're pulling stuff out of their ass and then as they're writing not okay obviously it's not everybody like some people do a good job but there's no standard so, yeah. like you can choose to put the salary in there or not but the, hey i want to know like, we all need to know, what am I going to be doing on the day-to-day? You know, okay. seriously, like, everyone wants a good communicator, but not everyone is a good communicator. So, for real, no. like, how much communication do you need? Right. It's a very communications-heavy role. Let me know, because that's my gift. But, like, everyone right. wants it. Like, that's not helpful to me. That's what, like... Ooh, I sound bitter. I'm sorry. No, no, I sound so bitter. No, I'm like, you need to sound bitter, but, like... It's true. Like, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, because it's, like, they're literally throwing every single thing they can throw out on a job posting because they want to make sure that all the bases are covered, you know, because your your typical day might look different than the skills that are required every now and again. So like right. to say that, you know, you might, you might be making PowerPoints and then you're doing PowerPoints every day, like that's kind of like deceptive versus to say that you might be doing PowerPoint sometimes and then you have that, you know, as part of your job sometime down the road, it's kind of like you, you signed up for this responsibility. But I even feel like in that regard, sign me up for one thing, you know, like when I'm going through this job sort of description, what am I going to be doing for the majority of my time? You know, all this other stuff about like good communicator stuff like that, that looks different person to person. And a lot of that stuff you can't like, suss out until you are in that interview 
sort of space. Um, so I, I think your analogy was saying that job boards are basically like Tinder is like 100% spot on because they have made it so easy to sort of filter through jobs and find the one that you think is the one that's best for you. Like LinkedIn even has it where you don't even have to apply, like filling information. You can just apply with LinkedIn. And I don't know if that worked, but you can, it just sends your stuff to, you know, the powers they be and right. And then hopefully something will, will come your way. So I, I feel like the whole experience of job board seems very much so intangible and something you don't have control over because they've made it they've simplified it so much that it's made something that you have nothing like like you know what i'm saying like there's, there's nothing that you can do outside of you know hit apply see if something happened the same thing with a tender hit hit like see if they match me back and if they do i got to figure it out you know from there sort of thing it's all like yeah. it's, you're just shooting your shot left and right i really love that metaphor crazy because I never thought about that but when I was talking about LinkedIn easy apply and um indeed you can just shoot your resume like first of all a lot of times we're told that we're supposed to tailor our resumes so if I have this resume in my archive and LinkedIn is like well you could we gonna make this easy for you You could just press this button we're gonna send everything for you mm-hmm. it's like kind of defeating that purpose and it's kind of like reducing your chances of even making it through that applicant tracking system that the company has in place mm-hmm. um and so to kind of go off of that, um, I want to get y'all's opinions on like applicant tracking systems and like their effectiveness. So I personally, and this just may be my personal bias, I don't think that they're very effective at um, picking out the right candidates or even allowing like some of the best candidates to get through. Um, wait, wait, wait. So wait, before we even get into like this, what exactly, like how does the applicant tracking systems work? So, so when you submit your resume, and like stuff like that like what happens on the jobs end or like you know like what what yeah. what the fuck goes on <laughs> so basically applicant tracker system when you submit your resume it takes that resume and it'll pull out certain keywords that is tied to that specific job so that that specific job description and it'll match those keywords with your resume mm-hmm. and to see if you have um you know any kind of overlap or enough overlap to where you would be considered a qualified job applicant. And some, some places, some applicants, some tracker systems will allow you to like, or allow the company to pick certain. So say I'm looking for a certain school, maybe they'll have certain schools listed that they're looking for on your resume or certain other certain um, keywords. Like they'll have those keywords on there that they're looking for on, on their resume. So I feel like personally, Applicant tracking systems can invite bias, but that's just me. Um, I have a question, Treasure. So with uh-huh. these programs, is it most, like, do most people use that? Or is that something that would be embedded in, like, LinkedIn or Indeed? Or is it something that, like, only big companies are using? I just pulled up a, a, an article that had, that just answered her question. Oh, well, go ahead. Um, so essentially it says that 98% of fortune 500 companies use applicant tracking system. That's almost everybody. But those are fortune 500. That's fortune 500. Those are large companies. Like companies with over a thousand or over 500 employees. So so wait, so you're talking about smaller companies. Yeah. I mean, not everyone works at fortune 500 companies. Most people aren't even applying to companies like that. Or if they do, like they're not necessarily like, really like in the running like that you know 
So I, I think it just depends on what company you're looking for. Some companies are very, like very invested in their, in making sure that they pick the right candidate, but other companies are like, I get, we get so many applicants. So say like, even I feel like startups that are really hot. So like the Pelotons, the, um, the startups are like super hot right now, uh, the Robin hoods and stuff like that. They go through these applicant tracking. Um, they use applicant tracking because they get a ton of applications because everybody wants to work there. Right. Everyone to um get their foot in the door some kind of way and so they can't possibly hire enough people to look through mm-hmm. each application mm-hmm. so they use the applicant tracking system in order to try to you know weed out some of the um applicants that they don't feel there are like right right and, and and so like the way that they so just me trying to understand basically so the way that it does is, is when you submit your application it then ranks you against the metrics that they're looking for. So, the, yeah. and then like ranks all of the applicants. Is that, is that kind of what goes on? Yes. So it'll rank, it'll rank you against the metrics that they're looking for. Okay. So um, I think one of the process, the one of the steps in that process, I'm not really sure because there's a lot of different tracking systems that people use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that one specifically that a company that I work for used it'll convert your resume to plain text and then it'll take all those texts out and try to categorize it for what they're looking for and then pull out those keywords it mm. it's an algorithm so i'm not you know i didn't develop the algorithm so i'm not 100 percent sure if everyone works like this but that's how the system that my company that i used to work for work mm. operated converted to plain text and then throughout the entire um like uh keywords Right. So essentially they're just scalping for data at this point and seeing if your data matches what the data that they're looking for, for a specific position, which in, in like, I agree with you, it can, yeah, add in a lot of bias to that because if you're searching for filters as if like comes from these schools or um, I think it's, it's Twitter that in their sort of like application process asks for your um, sexual orientation and stuff like that, like, it's just, it's just sort of making me think, how are this, uh, how does this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. affect that applicant rating system or tracking system, like influence your rank in any way? Because if, if not, like, why are you asking me this stuff if it's not going to be used to either get me the job or not? Right. You know, that bias thing is interesting because definitely it's going to be biased, but because not everybody has somebody to put them on to how to word things, you know, like mm-hmm. in your mind, like you are communicating one thing, but in the system's mind, it's not, you know, um, but with, with the, like, with your applicant tracking system, you're kind of encouraging somebody to like manipulate the situation. Like people right. really will just sit there and look at the job description and start inputting words. And that's just like faking on the first date isn't it like yeah. you kind of really? just like trying to like oh they like dogs i, I mean, like dogs too right i, I like mean, I mean it's, it's almost like an open notes test you know yeah like like you have all the answers right there in front of you i'm gonna just fill them in you know and so then and i'm not saying that that's not like i don't think that people do that deceptively people generally probably just want these jobs and want this stuff because people are trying to earn a living and they i feel like there's an under there's almost an understanding now, and it might just be between like the people I talk to and whatnot. But I feel like 
there's a lot of trust lacking from these systems and whether I'm going to get the job, you know, or not. I think before then I used to be like, all right, let me just throw my name in the hat and like see what happens. But now, like I said before, I'm super wary about these systems because I don't think that they serve up the best people or the right person for the job. I think it might be able to give you like some correlation but as we learned in math class, correlation does not prove causation. So just because these ranks sort of match up what you're asking for don't mean that the person that you're about to get is about to be, you know, stellar at X, Y, and Z job that you think they're applying for. I think the, the whole system is sort of misleading because it, 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 it sets you up to think that this is all I have to do to secure this job. And for some mm -hmm. people, that is correct, but for majority of folks, these systems are going to bypass you, bypass your application, bypass your stellar work, just because things might be out of whack or different than the sort of you know data that's accepted. Right, and you know what? We're talking about it from a creative standpoint, so we have work that is common practice for us to show, like, hey, this is a resource for you, but a lot of jobs are not like that, so. Mm -hmm you basically are going off the resume and going off a cover letter and if your writing is not great or if you didn't get put on to what to put like honestly you're at a disadvantage yeah. i um obviously i like to rage against the machine but i always kind of like had an issue with this like i i'm not anxious about looking for work right now but i remember when i left undergrad i was because i just felt like like a lot of I just felt like unfair in some way because I knew I had so much potential and I knew that I could right. learn and I could like soak up information and if I could be put given the chance I would be able to do this job but I didn't convince anybody of that you know cold you know off paper mm -hmm. I wasn't mm -hmm. able to do that you know I really had to be there to do it but I talked to my mentor who is an HR I asked her about this applicant tracking system and like, I don't really quite understand because if you're looking for creative people, like, isn't it possible and likely that they're not gonna show up the way you're assuming that they will? Yeah. How do you prescribe what is gonna be like in the wheelhouse of- I mean, even like when it comes down to, you know, if, if things are like a parser, it reads in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So because we are in a creative space, we format our resumes differently. Like a lot of times, like, I don't know about y'all, but my resume is in two columns. Yeah. Two columns and a header. Some people use one column split down the middle. I see, I've seen all types of shit. So there's, huh? <laughs> Treasure had me fucked up. Okay. Do you remember a few weeks ago, Treasure said, all right, I went from two column to a one column resume because the, the system will like kind of screw up the order of words and it yeah. doesn't like me. Okay. So my dumbass really sat here and was like, well, I'm going to do one column. I'm like, damn, like, mm -hmm. this is hard. Like, like the education I got to put like in like horizontally, the, everything horizontally. Like, I'm not going to have space. How do, how do I do this without a second column? Right. And pressure is like, well, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, don't break up your job experiences into two columns. Like how yeah. I had here on a grid. Like mm -hmm. the other stuff can be put into like a sidebar, and I was like, oh, oh my god, like but that I, gives me so much more space. <laughs> but like you even know what? Like sometimes I sometimes have put my resume in, and then you know how you can you can hit sort of fill in the information from your resume, and it gets it wrong all the fucking time. Oh, 
the time. And I have tried like, different formats, different things until I put in like an old, you know, sort of like resume that was just, you know, straight down oh, and it gets it right. So if, if we're in a sort of creative field where people are looking for, you know, people are evaluating our resume on like how it looks, you know, what are the font weights that you use? Like, does it have enough spacing and breadth? And the metric is not even what does the description say? How are these things sort of not designed in that way to take those other metrics into account? Because I feel like you could be missing a lot of folks. And I, don't, I don't even know how many times like people look at a resume. I feel like ain't nobody looking at it these days because we all have portfolios anyway, which your portfolio is like, if, if, if your resume is the forward to your book, the portfolio is the damn book, you know? Like it has all the meat, all the fix and the whatnot when the resume is just the top of the sandwich at this right. point. That was that was like two analogies in one. I hope people can follow. <laughs> I hope y'all can follow along with what I was just putting down. But yeah, like it's, there's a lot more weight given to the portfolio anyway. And I think when you're going through these, applic these applicant systems, that's just one data point. You know, we, when you go to fill in the box, and there's like portfolio link and you put the link in, it's like, okay, great. They have a portfolio. Yes or no. Are they even going to look at it yet? Things like that. I agree with you partially because of the way that we are now like trained to look for jobs and how we are trained, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But for people who are not, you know, given the same tools and the same resources that we are given in order to go through our job search process, I think that resume still holds a lot of weight, especially when you're going through these online systems. Um, I th yeah, I think that that resume is the one thing that they really focus on because if there's not a human looking through your application package and it's a right. a bot scanning it right. for for certain things, right? Um, are they going the bot ain't looking at your portfolio? The bot say yes, it's checking to say yes, you do have a portfolio. Right? No, I ain't looked at it. But this resume don't say that you qualified. Right. But like, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like the resume may say that I'm not qualified. But then when you look at somebody's work, it may say that this is the fucking type of person I need to fill this position. But I had missed them because this system is not doing its job appropriately right. to really, you know, give me my best candidates. And that's just me speaking. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've never been on the back end of a recruiting sort of tool to know I think we need to, you know, it'll be interesting we could talk to a recruiter to see how they sort of filter to this stuff um, and like get into that and get into that information because are, is it actually helpful and does it actually help match you with these candidates? You know, the, the right person for the right job or are you having to double down and do additional work because it's not doing the best job it can be? And I don't think it can be because it's, you know, there's too many data points. Yeah, I agree. I, I I wish that there was more refinement in the way that companies like matched up with potential employees. Mm -hmm. But I think at every level it needs a different level of care. Because mm -hmm. I've seen like snag a job, for instance. Snag a job is for Jeez. more like <laughs> well, I obviously so like we're graduate students, so we're not looking for jobs to snag a job unless it's for corporate. Yeah, I rem I remember snag a job though back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, so I went and talked to with uh, one of the product designers from Snag a Job, mm -hmm. and he actually had a lot of interesting things to say about how he was working stuff through on the back end. But um, like, we'll just like to give you an aside, like for instance, like helping people like cash their checks. 
because a lot of these jobs are not necessarily like direct deposit benefit right. type organized things. But again, like people are waiting a long time to get that first check, already need that check, and you're already and you can't sit there and charge them to do something mm-hmm. like that. So like mm-hmm. there's a different audience that's coming through Snag a Job, and they'll sit there, they'll make you take tests. They'll make you take aptitude tests and that's not exactly necessary, but that's just what they're doing to parse through people. And for entry level people, like, yeah, you have resume, cover letter, portfolios and things like that, but that puts the onus on the individual to be able to communicate and understand the objectives of the job and put their best foot forward and understand how it works. So at a higher level, when you see someone's resume, you do understand what they're capable of. Right. You see, like, these are five, ten jobs that they've had. Like, you, like mm-hmm. you're, they're able to expound upon and use the language mm-hmm. and let you know that they're professionals mm-hmm. in this field. So it's a different, like, resume. Like, each of these right. three people are in completely different places and spaces. Right. I mean, like, which is completely true. I remember being in my... my, my um undergraduate one of one of the seminar classes we had to take and we were talking about resumes for different career fields and this this one dude that was in my class was like a music he was he was a pianist and he had like all these different works he had worked on and stuff like that and I tell you his resume was like 10 pages long mm. and to me at that point I was like I've always heard you know it's one page like, I was like what are you doing and he's like no you know for music professionals it's important that you list you know your whole entire lineage of work because this is what people are looking for, you know? But when it comes to like an engineering job or stuff like that, they might be looking more for a name or more like what you did, problems you saw, what type of stuff you worked on. I don't know what doctor's resumes look like, but mm-hmm. they have resumes. But for all these different sort of career categories, that resume is gonna look different. So it's right. like, will this system, this system is probably incapable of parsing through, it parsing through insane a doctor's resume versus an experienced designer's resume and do I need to read them in different ways because it's something else you know and the information I'm looking for is is very different and so that's what I'm saying like these things are biased in itself so like mm-hmm. what type of thing what type of resume are they looking for and see Jeremy and that makes me so mad because they don't even they know what they're looking for they know what they think that they want mm-hmm. but there is lots of diamonds in the rough and there's a lot of people like with on the job training and the right mentorship could perform beautifully in a yep. position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes like I I like I'll like right now I've been mass applying to jobs. So of course I've been getting my resume caught into the, you know, the loop of being like, mm-hmm. no, you're not qualified. We can move on with a, a candidate that better suits our needs or whatever. I've been getting a bunch of those emails lately and it's like, well, damn, am I really not qualified? And then for, for the applicant, it, it, if you're getting a ton of those, it starts to create like this um, idea of doubt, but not it's not necessarily that you're not qualified. Your resume just ain't saying the right thing. So now it's like, I've redone my resume 75 times. Like how, how do we get mm-hmm. past this, this applicant tracking system? And if this is a date, if this is a relationship, and you put time into getting your papers ready to send to them, I think that they could at least reciprocate and give you a few notes, a few like impressions of what was said or why, mm-hmm. you know, like this is gonna fall in these categories. Something right. for you to work off of because jobs, right. we all know, is very discouraging to look for work. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a hard thing because I can see for like a larger corporation and you're getting thousands of applicants, 
how you want a system like this because how I, the percentage of a thousand i don't know the, the right thing but how many of those are going to be bogus you know how many of those are going to be just i'm i just like the name of the company i'm just gonna hit apply because i think i you know i i have this one skill but i don't really have the whole gamut of stuff and so i can see why a company will be interested in having a sort of infrastructure like this in place when they when they are so large but when you ain't getting that many applicants, I <laughs> I fail to see why you can how you can use something like something like this when there is time to look through all the potential candidates because you might not be getting a lot. And which I'm not saying that there aren't people that do that. By all means, there are probably people that digitally digi diligently go through and read through applicants and, and stuff like that. But like imagine if the um, imagine getting to grad school we had to go through an applicant tracking system, which in some ways we did because we did have to fill out the VCU sort of like graduate application piece of it all. But imagine if it was just like that. Imagine if we went to a job board, saw that they had an opening at a grad school for, a, you know, an experience design track and you just hit apply and we missed our shot because our resume didn't say the right thing before it even got to who was in charge of making that decision's desk. I just... I don't know. And I know those are two different things, but that's why my, my whole skepticism be all, all through the roof because I just don't feel like it's designed to work for me or take into consideration me as a potential employee. These things are inherently designed to help out the corporation. Right. And that's why they're failing on all of these different metrics that we're mentioning, you know, right here and right now. Like you can get an automated response and make you feel shitty after getting like 50,000 ones and they say the same thing every time like we'll keep you in our records. You ain't doing shit with this record. You ain't about You're to hit you ain't about to, like have y'all been hit back up again by a company that's been like, hey, you know, we saw you applied in 2016 and our records indicate that, you know, <laughs> like looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, like it, the whole thing to me seems very misleading for someone that is and trying to get a job. I, it, it, it it almost like sets your hopes up that like you're going to get it. And you're in the space to get it, but then it continually like bars your entry to wherever you're trying to get to. So I think it's safe to say that like job boards and applicant tracking systems could definitely benefit from better UX and like more empathy. Yeah, you know what? I've been thinking about getting into HR for this reason, not just for jobs, but just to apply experience design to mm -hmm. internal measures. Mm -hmm. Something like that, like if you were able to really figure out what you need and how to reach the people who would be a best fit for you, yeah, be save tons of money and time for a company. Because mm -hmm. think of all the people like just seeing people get hired and then quit because it's mm -hmm. not a good fit, or you know, just like wasting time. Like you know, right. just a lot of yeah, a lot of resources on both ends mm -hmm. for people to try to get this job together, and maybe we can be more creative. Right. Like, I, I agree with you fully. I think there is a better way to do this. Yeah. So that leads me to my next question is if you could create your ideal job search platform, what like what kind of things would you include in it? Huh. I would include um, like a video portion. And I know that that could be kind of like, eh, like, you know, like people could judge others, but perhaps there's like a speaking prompt 
or like they ask you to just like like recite something just so that they can like hear your voice and understand like okay like like can they present if we need them to present can they answer phones like something like that something mm-hmm. tactical i think would be helpful mm-hmm. well i'm gonna raise a, a flag to that one and you and you might have said it already but i feel like that invites a lot of bias into it because you're 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 the person is presenting themselves and there's a lot of different data points you can pick up there like skin color voice you know inflection stuff like that that you could use to negate whether they get the job or not off the bat which if someone is doing anyways yeah that's what i'm saying like if someone is doing that anyways you don't want to work with you don't work Mm -hmm. with the people anyway because it's, it's gonna be a terrible experience but i just feel like it's like I don't know. I just peep in the wrong. See you anyways. Yeah, you're right. In in the wrong in the wrong hands, it can just be. I, you know what? Me and Jeremy did a uh, a design thinking workshop uh, for like certification or whatever, and that was like one of my things was uh, helping undergrads and like um, new grads get jobs using a um, in person like job pitch so basically they're kind of paired like two people are paired with the company I guess or whatever like the job that they want and they kind of pitch for it and then the company returns a pitch to make to see if you know it's like shark tank for jobs like that was my whole idea mm-hmm. but one of the guys that I was uh, pitching this idea to he was like oh yeah that but that just invites a lot of room for bias so like and I, I think that that's very true like even the, like even what you said just using voice like it just invites that bias but like y'all said, like if if they're gonna do that, like you don't want to work for them anyway. So it's like, is it worth having that bias there up front, or is it like? Is but you know, some people happen? some people are more tolerable to stuff like that. I think me as a person, like those are metrics where I'm like, fuck y'all, I don't want to work for y'all no damn way, you know. But some people are like, I need this money, so I will take some of this you know, some of these things upon me because I need it for different means where I have the privilege to be in the spot to say, fuck no, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking that job because X, Y, and Z. I, I think me and Tyrell talk about it um, a lot, actually, where I'm like, why don't you speak out about X, Y, and Z at your job? And this is that the there. He's like, Jeremy, it's different. Like, I'm in a different field. I'm a different person. Like, I can tolerate, like, I have a different way of going about things. I can tolerate things a different way where I'm like, ah, no, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like like don't bring that stuff around here because i'm about to, you know i'm about to say something um but i think like to yes and you sp it would be interesting to have a video part on both ends yeah to sort of be like yo this is our company too and this is the type of thing that we're looking for and get that in like visual video sort of way like you will be doing this like sort of like pitch the fucking job to me too, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this damn dance for you for damn, you know, however, how long pitch to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel that? like a lot of companies fail to realize their part in kind of trying to grab that applicant. So yes, y'all did have a certain attraction to that applicant. But if I'm the only one doing all of the work, it's like, mm-hmm. y'all don't, y'all don't really see the value. I, I sometimes feel like companies don't really see the value in their their applicants and it's like i need to know that i want to work here too like yes y'all are great and yes i had an initial attraction it's just like dating like mm-hmm. i may have thought you were cute because you you real cute 
Yeah. But what's the personality? Yeah. What is, your, what profile, is the, what your profile pic cute. You would you would hold that fish real cute. <laughs> not holding that fish. <laughs> you know they you know. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're a catfish, you get to the job and they just trying to get you to go to the store selling some fucking oh, knives. Yeah. Selling some knives is vector marketing. Vector fucking marketing. No, yeah, back to marketing. You selling them cut cold knives. That's what you're selling them knives. And they got it was some sex trafficking going on, but you know, you about to hear Neve and Max on the phone. Hello, uh, this is Neve and Max from Catfish because your job is not the job you thought you about to get yourself into. But yeah, I think to your point, SP, though, adding that video or adding that resume personality like being able to add your passion into your resume and being able to personify and like kind of um add that back into your resume i think i think that could be super dope um mm-hmm. but i also think that these companies gotta start gotta start you gotta work for me too just like i'm working to get to you yeah. we gotta come to some kind of cohesion and yeah we need an understanding between um, one another this it's really like dating man really i like mean dating. i, I think Thinking from like what I would want to see in a future job board that would be interesting is one that really builds on the relationship between an applicant and a corporation, like one that works for both of us. And maybe it has like things like I can message the job or like see actually like the progress of my application, like where is it at and like how I stack up, you know, like and LinkedIn has already some of these features that I feel like it's just so robust that right like like a lot of the stuff doesn't really doesn't really matter and it also lincoln doesn't necessarily like know me like it, it it knows me on paper like if i input my skills and stuff like that like it knows me as a worker but it does not know me as a person and i think those things are important especially like if i'm just speaking from like a creative standpoint your personality is equally as important as the work that you can do so having a sort of system that takes into account like your personality, your job, the job's personality, and would you actually be a match for this place will be fucking hard to sort of implement because that's a lot of data structures. But I think it would be interesting to see something like that. Like Matt, like if we're still you know going on this thing for dating, like how can we make it easier and more like matchmaker like to to set you up for success? Like we're talking about eHarmony, like we're not talking about tenders anymore. Like you know we're talking about long term commitment you know mm-hmm. but then that kind of brings up the question is like that because to me that kind of sounds like that whole culture quote-unquote um situation mm-hmm. and that kind of also brings up red flags because nine times out of ten if they're looking for a culture fit they're looking for people who who already work there or like someone who really resonates right. with the existing culture not somebody who's coming to you know shake things up or be you know different or diverse I mean, so yeah. like people want to work with people that are like themselves and <laughs> you know like they don't say that off the bat like there's things like, you're not a culture fit but which just really means we want to work with somebody that's more like us versus someone that is on the fringe because one you might be costing us money because you might be on the outs because you don't just fit in here or two we have to learn something that is not like us and that might be hard on our employees you know stuff like that um but I do think it's important, like, not in the way we're saying culture fit, but I think culture fit is important of, like, like attitudes. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Certain like personalities with certain mm-hmm. like missions that we need you to be able to get behind. Not necessarily mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we all go to the same places and are like a like right. demographic. Yeah. But I feel like no sort of machine or experience could maybe I'm just thinking like limited here, could match if you as a person will perform well at a job. And I'm talking about like holistically within like culture roles, stuff like that, like how would it do that? I I don't know. I just I just had this idea about like Facebook um creating a job board, which they kind of do kind of with the little yeah. market but facebook knows so much about a ton of people they do the people and people post where they work on facebook so it's like all right you work at this company and this is how you act because they aggregate the data enough to say this is how this team at this company is and you know Mm -hmm. this is some key personality traits that they have if you apply to this job would you fit in or would you feel comfortable based on you know stuff that you post not and not, not saying that everybody posts because i don't really post on facebook ever but i feel like companies that have all that data like twitter could t- twitter could possibly do it too because you tweet so much stuff about yourself like you don't even realize how much stuff like how, how much like personality is in your twitter until like somebody else is like can tell you a whole bunch about yourself like oh yeah you said this on this day you did this on this right. day you went home, you ate tacos your teammates like this 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 and this too i feel like Social media could be, I don't want to be out here just giving like uh, crazy ideas. Give ideas. I feel like social media, like Twitter and Facebook of the world, and maybe possibly even Instagram, could be a place where personality fit wise, they could they could they could sell some software to say these people would be good people to work for your company. Yeah, but then you got to worry about privacy. Privacy, and do you want your social media, you know, knowing more about you? But they already look, and employers already use these. Things. They do. They already know you're on Facebook at work. They do. <laughs> if Facebook had a job board, that's would be like. I think doesn't Facebook have like a Teams function, like mm-hmm. that people use internally at work, and then. Like they're working on Facebook with each other. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I know Facebook has groups. I don't know if they have. I've never heard of that. They could have it. Yeah. I would. I wonder if people that work at Facebook, if they use Facebook as part of their like normal everyday job. Like uh, when I was at Google, we use like um, Google Chat or whatever they called it to like communicate with each other. And essentially, like iMessage for stuff like that. So I, I don't know if Facebook uses like Messenger to communicate and have like a corporate version of Messenger that they use or like a corporate Facebook side, but they might, I don't know. But if they have a stake in the job or thing, it would be interesting because you know on LinkedIn, like everybody seems like to be acting very much not them. Yeah, like too it, professional. Yeah, it's like a too professional this is this this is me yeah this is you know i'm putting on a, a face and i'll be kind of feeling weird when i like i see all the comments like congratulating people or stuff like that and i'd be like you got this sis fuck it up and i'm like wait a minute is that i really can't stand it because it's like y'all know i have my own little personality going on over here you do. i have to censor myself 
so much. I do. Because it's not that I'm trying to be rude or inappropriate or anything like that. I just know you may not understand because you haven't met me. So you don't know how to take what I'm saying. So the only place I can be myself is on Tumblr. Oh, good. I can't be myself. And on close friends on Instagram. And even then. You need to let Tumblr go. No. I yeah. the only place I can be me. But it's not anymore. It's really not. Yeah. I think, do you have Twitter? Because Twitter, you can be yourself. No, I can't. Those tweets are going to come back to haunt me. They will dig it up. I had to look to make sure I hadn't said anything crazy myself. Because mm-hmm. I said, if I get famous in these next couple of years, Lord, they're going to come for me. And so, so I had to go. I know. That's what I'm saying. I got to tread lightly. Until, until, we, until we reach the level of opulence and fame yeah. where it's like, oh, they're just being ironic. Oh, like, look at, look at Jeremy so edgy with this right. controversial <laughs> use of this word. Yeah. You know, like, There's actually a thread on Twitter right now talking about some what, what's something that's seen as ratchet when you're poor but classy when you're rich. And they were saying, like, day drinking, um, being bilingual. And that one, that one kind of hit because, like, I've seen people get treated differently um, being poor. Versus being, you know, more on the wealthy side as far as like being bilingual and stuff like that. Um, even like Cardi B, like before Cardi Pop, for real, people were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, she, she, she barely can speak English," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Whoa." Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Still, I don't care how. I love Cardi. I love Cardi. <laughs> but anyway, I was watching a I video of her and Offset <laughs> going through their house yesterday. I'm like. What in the world? He has to listen to that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she laughs like that all the time. Be crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gotta laugh like that, sis. But um, so Jeremy, this question is uh, this question is for you because you're the only one with a job. But I also have input, and I'm sure SP does too. <laughs> and this is for the people. The people want to know. The people want Dude. to know. <laughs> Do we have any try and true job search methods? Now, I know what you're going to say. SP probably knows what you're going to say. But give it to the people. Give it to I don't even know what I was going to say. So if y'all can read my mind, bless up to y'all. Um, do I have any tr- job search like hacks, basically? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think some of it, as some people could probably tell, y'all could probably talk, comes from like my disdain for the applicant like tracking system and the whole like application process. Like I, I think it's a sham. I, 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 I think I'm very skeptical about the system and how it works and how, whether it's even um, effective for a lot of people, especially with the field that we're in now, I just feel like a lot of good talent doesn't get seen because the way these systems are set up. And me having this understanding of how the systems are set up, I, don't necessarily know if I have hacks per se, but I have had what have what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that, and I'd say that to preface and say, like, if somebody uses this stuff, it may not work for you. And then that's not necessarily this is like a, you know, a 100% method, but I do a lot more of reaching out to the companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, w- and what that looks like is that if I know there is something that I'm interested in, or if let's say like, I want to work at company X and I see company X that did this cool thing, I will find out who 
is either the recruiter there who works there, who has the janitor there, somebody, you know, yep. email them, reach out against contact them in some way and just really just like fangirl for a little bit and say, yep. I really like this thing um, that you did. Here's why things like that. Um, and be like, can I just talk to you about like how you sort of came up with this experience and things like that. And that has worked for, that's worked for me because what it has allowed me to do is actually build a relationship with people before I even like think about applying to X, Y, and Z. I think applying is always my next step in, in the whole thing. Like whenever I, I look at jobs, I don't think about, I'm going to apply to this. I think about, do I even like this place first? Um, do I know somebody there and things like that? And that's definitely been, been my path in job searching is to sort of build my internal network of people that I know at this place. And then hopefully when opportunities arise, they're thinking about me or they're thinking about something else. And it sounds like, even when I speak it out, I also have like, y'all know I have that list of like people that I've connected with and like know and like keep tabs on them and stuff like that. And it, and it sounds very like malicious. Like every time I sort of like say it out loud, I'm like, fuck, are you maniacal? Like, are, are you just trying to just, like, do X, Y, and Z? Um, and at first, I was like, damn, Jeremy, you can't be saying this out loud. Like, that don't even sound right. Like, you telling people just to, you know, look at jobs and, and um, reach out and then almost acting like you're fake because you want something in return, which is a job. But I think, true for me, I don't necessarily want the job all the time, but I just want the information so I can make a better choice that when I do apply, it looks different than me just sending in the application. And I think that works well for the creative field that we're in. I don't know if yeah. it works well for other fields um, that might just, might be more, um, you know, right, like straightforward yeah. cutthroat with, with the sort of systems that the powers that be. But I think for the creative field, like working design and stuff like that, it definitely is more about building that relationship first. Um, I forgot who said this to us, but they were basically like, if you ask for a job, you'll get information. But if you ask for information, you get a job. Probably probably the PD powder. It was right. And and I and I think that like really stuck with me a lot. You know, if I just continue to just get information, get information, get information, something will come eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, because I will might be the top of these persons list when because they have already met me and know that damn, I might want to work with this bitch one day. Um, and yeah. so I need to keep that person at the, you know, at the, at the forefront of my head. Um, so I don't think I've applied to a job actually since my internship last year. And that's the thing. They need to redesign these things because you, people will tell you they have applied to 200 jobs to get five potential interviews and then finally land the job. And that's just, that rigmarole is unnecessary. Or do people just need to step outside of, if they, if you apply to 200 jobs and nothing's working, I think that you need to kind of reevaluate your strategy. Right. But it should be a system. They should it, it, help yeah. you understand where you're falling short if it's to that degree. Some, they can't keep passing no. the and just be like, nah, no, thank you. Nah, nah, nah. I don't think, I don't think so. SP, <laughs> I think that you have to have some kind of personal accountability. And I think that 
it, it could be a system. It could be, but who's about to hold your hand to find a job? That the system isn't gonna do it. Like that's, well, I mean, like if you ask, like for feedback of what am I doing? Oh, if, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that could be like inlaid in the system. Yeah, like just I agree. I agree. Type that. of indication of what's not mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of jobs feel like they can't give feedback. Um, but to your mm-hmm. point, Jeremy, about like wait, how wait, I need to clear this up. I applied to my job that I have now, but you didn't apply until the recruiter. The recruiter reached out to you first, though, right? Yeah, but it was still like my choice. Like, like it, it wasn't like I was in the. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it w- it wasn't like I was already in the sort of thing. Like, yes, the recruiter reached out to me as a recruiter sh- should do um, to people that they want, but it was still my choice to like continue with the application process if I if I wanted to um, okay. do so. Okay, yeah. Just want to make so, that clear. If stuff sounded just like, damn, he just walking up in the places and then just you know getting hired. Like, no, it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> But I definitely agree with the fact that you said um, networking pretty much and connecting connecting with people. It's not, I wouldn't call it networking. I think that networking is an intimidating term. I think it's relationship building. It is building your network. Building yeah. the people that you know, the people you can call on to get in touch with is I think more important, especially for the field that we're in, than... Mm-hmm shooting your shot in the dark sometimes. Agreed. Um, and I know one thing you said was um, you you typically reach out to the people before you apply to the job. So mm-hmm. this is kind of my piece of advice. And this has gotten me many informationals and many first round interviews. I can only say that you may get a first round, may not move to the second or the third, but this has gotten me so many. It's like if you apply to the job, first and then reach out to the recruiter and say hey um i just applied to this position i saw that you were looking for yada 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 i'm really interested in this company tell them why you're interested in the company do not fail to like include your passions um but i think always reach out to the recruiter especially if it's an open position because they're actively looking for applicants you know that they're actively looking for applicants at that moment because the position is open Mm -hmm. and just introduce yourself be kind you know in in that moment, I always set up an informational interview. I don't ever be like, you know, I want this job, so talk to me. It's like, I really just want information. I really would like to know more about your design mm-hmm. team and, you know, what y'all got going on over there. Mm-hmm. And people are always, like, open to talk. But that is, again, in the creative space. Um, yeah. I have applied to a lot of uh, fintech, and so that's in the finance space, but the teams are always creative still, so they are more open to talking to people. Um, I think something that's important to note here that um, I think something that we're circling around but haven't explicitly said is that when it comes to job searching, there are many tools out there, but you have to find the strategy that works best for you. And that strategy can sort of, you know, for, for each one of us, like that strategy is different. You know, I just mentioned how I like contacting people first before I even apply. Or like think about applying. Try to just like I apply first, then let them know I'm coming up with the button. SP, you know, probably has a different way that she's going about it anyway, even though she's taking a little hiatus right now. Um, oh no, but, no, but they on my they on my radar. Right, like she's on her radar. She's probably doing her research. You know, I have like, methods of research. I'll say that. Yeah, like and and so there is not one way to go about 
doing this job search, like the the tools are inherently flawed, but is certain ways the, the the tools are flawed, but they can work, and they have been working in 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 some sort of way. But it's important to sort of find your strategy and find what works best for you. That that's kind of like what I did um, to sort of figure out what is what is going to be my way to do this. It isn't stressful. It isn't I'm getting all these rejections. Then I'm getting all this stuff. How can I use these tools that I have, like the LinkedIn's and the Glassdoor's, and like the easy it is to search up someone's name and find their portfolio, and then find their email, and then send an email, and then set up a time. You know, is it's like that works for me because I'm definitely more a relationship builder um, mm -hmm. when, it, when it comes to finding out things and connecting with people and connecting with the world. I'm all about the relationship I have with stuff, but. I think it's important for everybody. The part that they, the part that they don't tell you, is that there are different ways to apply for a job that does not always look like filling out that online application. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think with when like from conversations we've had with our peers, people get very nervous about reaching out to people they don't know, and mm -hmm. and jobs can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. But I, I think. Um, like where I see bias come in is like knowing that you have the liberty to make a strategy that works for you. Cause it's not necessarily like a strategy, like every three days I send out an application right. and I go, it's not exactly a strategy like that, but it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like personally SP, like I know I need to get in front of somebody because right. they may not under pick up what I'm putting down on paper, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I also know like what my paper stuff has to look like. Mm -hmm. because I've done my research on what mm -hmm. their stuff looks like, you know? So that type of thing, like you have to kind of figure out how to cover all your bases and know where right. your pieces are so right. you can compensate for those. Right. Yeah. Like job searching is itself hard as fuck. Like, it's is more strategic than they tell you. That's the thing that like, we're using the word is. strategy, but now that we are like, they call us entry level professionals, but at the for real, for real, like we could slip into mid level. Like it does not necessarily have to be entry level, but mm -hmm. that space right there is just pure experience of like information, of knowledge, of how you choose to respond. Right. Behavioral things is not anything cut and dry. It's mm -hmm. not anything like oh you got this SAT score, oh you worked here. Like you can schmooze your way into certain situations if you think about it. Like the right way yep yep it's you know and and there's a whole like today you know our conversation was just around like these job boards and how they're sort of structured and how they inherently do not work and i think another piece is they inherently exclude a lot of us black and brown folk from the systems that be because a lot of us don't necessarily have the know-how to sort of know that we can do these things in different ways to sort of know that we don't have to just apply to the job board and sort of like let it be the powers that be but there's a stake that you can have in it and sort of getting yourself in front of these people and um and i'm not saying that like there's definitely other levels that apply to this that block you know people like us from getting into these roles and getting to these companies but i think that a lot of people I've talked to just don't know about the other thing, which is like, you can literally send an email to anybody and sort of like ask for their time. And they're like, ask for time. What do you mean? Like, you can literally just talk to them about whatever it had to be. And I, like, I didn't know that up until someone, you know, that was much older and much wider, you know, 
told told me that that was an acceptable thing to do mm-hmm. before that it's just like you know shoot your shot and see what happens see what happens just all like that but it don't got to be that way yeah that's so true i i never no one told me that until grad school right you said it was a old older white man that said not, not, not older old <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I ain't want to put him out there like that. Yeah, yeah. An old white man told me, like, listen, it's yours. It really much, pretty much, it's yours for the taking. Like, reach out to these people. They, you know, mm-hmm. people are, people love to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. People, if you reach out, they don't get that often. So they're like surprised, like, oh, wow, she reached out to talk to me about anything, like anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like, don't. No, you don't necessarily have to go in it talking about, oh, I want to work for this company. Oh, I want to do this. Hey, how's your day? You know, I saw that you liked cats. I love cats too. Oh, I go, I go fantastic. I creep. Oh, you have a golden doodle? Oh, let me go make sure I recently posted my mom's golden doodle and make in case you came for me. You know, we got a connection. (laughs) It's right. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jersey. I was about to say, I literally um, met this guy. He's like the head of um, marketing or brand design at MailChimp down in Atlanta. And I'm all on his Instagram. And and I saw he liked whiskey. So I bought him some uh, little glass. I bought him a glass to drink whiskey out of from Virginia and some candles. Like, here, dude, like, you know, this this is our gift to you. Um, just because we know that this is what you like. You like this. And so he was really appreciative. He was like, and he fit us in his schedule so last second. Another recruiter from another company reached out to him and was like, we got some some people coming and they looking at places to work in Atlanta. And I want you to meet them. And basically he was like, the next day was like, for sure, they can come down, I don't care. And so yeah, we like- met with him. And it was just like, when he brought us into his office, it felt like, like he brought in two other black uh, employees mm-hmm. that he had hired onto the team. And it was just like a family reunion, but we had never met this man, but he was so kind and we were kind mm-hmm. to him. And it was just, you know, like you just, it's about relating to people. I think that this whole thing, I think that's how we have to play this, especially as being black and brown people. Um, because mm-hmm. sometimes we get left out the loop and we just, yeah. we got to find our way. And we shouldn't have to jump through all these hurdles, hoops and hurdles to get to these places. Like it should, if things was equitable, equitable, it would be as easy for us to apply to jobs like this and then not be sort of pushed to the side or not be looked at and represented. Because the fact of the matter is like, we're fucking out here and we're, you know, it's not like there aren't enough black designers or people that are interested in stuff like this. It's just that people aren't paying attention. Right. To paying attention to how their systems are sort of pushing us aside and not um, allowing us to sort of flourish and foster um, in the way that it is to it right it, in in the way that it is the same for you know white people out there and it's 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 sad to say but like a lot of this stuff is learning that we learn way later um, and it also makes it like way harder to break it to these, these type of things. But I, I think if you sort of know how these systems work and know kind of like what you can do to fix them. And then when you get to those positions where you're a lot, like my, my own goal is to like, 
know what the fuck is going on so that when I get into a role or a place where I have the power to change it then and to sort of, you know, take my own lived experience, like it should not be this fucking difficult for someone like me to find this job or like, you know, find the thing that they love. How do I go about changing it in a different way and putting on my designer cap and sort of figuring out what is another way to do this? It does not look like a way where I just get rid of a thousand people that could have been potential, you know, places. But I, I don't, I don't, it's just, it, it's just a goal. Yeah, I, I I think that's a great goal to have. Um, and the reason why I kind of, I really wanted to talk about this is because we do have knowledge, you know, we do have um, strategies that we use in order to, to connect to people. And I really wanted to share that with our audience because they too could possibly be looking or possibly need this advice that they have yet uh, had shared with them. So I really do uh, appreciate the conversation that we had around this and Another thing is I think that we often as black and brown people don't have the connections. We don't have these connections. So it is up to us to be able to build these connections um, in order to bypass these systems that, you know, generate bias or constantly overlook us. Right. You know what? That's a good point because like, I know I'm not really great at showing people what I actually do and be doing. Like most of the time, like if I'm posting and that's where people see you for real, like if you're on social media, people don't see me doing like a lot of things. Like they might see me like in my life, like doing different things, but do they really understand that Danielle is looking for these type of roles? Danielle is into this thing, you know, in that way I'm top of mind if something uh, like comes across them, you know, but you, we have networks that we can use and in creative ways. Yeah. And constantly be like, why not you? Why not make yeah. that your thing? Like, why why not let people know? Right. I that's gotta what, be better at that. That's what I'm saying. Like it, everything that you just said. Because I feel like if I know it, it helps me. But like, if other people like me know it, then it helps them too. And if it took me to long, you know, if I had to go to grad school to learn that, why make anybody else have to do that if they're not able to? Like, knowledge is fucking free. Like, my voice is fucking free. I can share that information with anybody and put them on to something that they may not have known that can help them in their search. And if I can just do that, that's almost as like, you know, one more part that I'm helping to prove on my mission, which is making sure that more people like us get into these roles, are having these conversations. Like, you know, all the stuff that we talk about on the day-to-day, like, I think that even us, sharing stuff with ourselves like how we say like hey bro how'd you get this who i need to talk to or oh i know sudden so like this let me slide them over this job information or oh look this worked for me maybe you could do this i think it is very much so important to not only reach up but also reach across and reach yeah. the reach to the people that are on your same level and may not know everything that you might have learned you know just because i talked to x y and z person like i think i'm the first one to be like Oh fuck! I learned this. Let me just ahead and put this in the group chat real quick to make sure that, you know. Make sure everybody knows, right. Make sure everybody else know it because if I I feel like I can't just keep knowledge to my damn self, and that's yeah. kind of what these sort of like job boards are built on is like this inherent knowledge base that we all have about building job, like getting a job and how it should work is not as inherent to people that are not white. Is is it, it like the fact that it's just not the same? Like that whole knowledge base is not the same. But these things have been designed for that stamp from that standpoint that the rest of these people know this and they understand it. 
that's why LinkedIn makes it simple to just like message folks because it's un it's understood knowledge that you can do these things, but to the rest of us, it's not. And so we're already at that disadvantage from whatever, you know, reason. And here I am sounding like I'm on a fucking soapbox. But like, I fucking think about this a lot, like how many people just don't know. Yeah, or have been doing it wrong. This mm -hmm. is wrong and like counting themselves out because they mm -hmm. don't realize they have bad table manners. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, like I right. you chew like Chewbacca, right. I'm not going out on another date with you. Right, it, it's like if the invitation didn't have how I'm supposed to behave, how the hell am I supposed to know I couldn't wear khakis to this function? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> that is fact. Yeah. Oof, that just, made, that just made me mad a little bit. But it's, you know, <laughs> I, I'm seeing like all my friends and stuff right now in this sort of space where they're like actively on these jobs or actively looking, like doing whatever they can to do. And it's just like the systems aren't working for them in that way. And yeah, I get it. It's a pandemic going on right now. And a lot of people, like we're in a, in, in a very clusterfuck situation where a lot of places aren't hiring. You don't have these things out, but it's like, there's still work that we can all be doing. So when things open back up, you know, or things get better, you're at this person's top of mind or someone is like, you know, passing you that information. Like, mm -hmm. fuck, yo, I know we talked eight months ago, but you know mm -hmm. what? I, such and such got a job over here. I want you to talk to them. Like, yeah. You. That's why our group chat is my favorite job board. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> That's why I said that earlier. Like, the group <laughs> chat is the favorite job board. Not only do, do, you know, jobs fly around, but like tips, you know, conferences, and also like people, we'd be like, yo, talk such such, because they- <laughs> Resources, you have to do that with your friends, man. You have to put your people on, like, and I think that this, like, using this podcast in this way and being able to to share this knowledge, like, just to be able to put people on, like, yeah. I think it's the podcast is the group chat. This is the group chat. Welcome to the group chat. <laughs> group chat <laughs> Welcome to the just us group chat <laughs> yeah honestly for real like I, I i've met people who are like i've never really interviewed for a job and like, how long have i been working and doing stuff you know since i left high school but mm -hmm. it wasn't until this year that i'm really understanding like oh like this is how yeah. uh. ashley came and put us on and was like oh okay like now i know i need to like you know, there's no room for creative flourishes in this particular department. Like, keep it simple. Like, there's certain things where you have to figure out where to give. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's all through trial and error. You know, and uh, of course, we have the privilege of just like paying to get that knowledge. But not everybody yep. has that sort of privilege. But that doesn't mean that they should be at the fucking back of the line just because it took them longer to find this out. I think like us as privileged folk, you know, to be able to get that knowledge can pass it along in some way, shape, or form. Like, yo, I heard this tip too. It may not work for you. It may, but it may not work for you, but I had some success. And I'm gonna just, you know, put it down on the table and we can just see how this shit rock because there's nothing to switching up your strategy and trying things in a different way and seeing does that shot, you know, connect. Like, yeah. You know, Jeremy, when I was at Mason, I remember I applied to be, I don't know if it was a Patriot leader position or like, I'm not sure what, which one it was, but it was some like on campus mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And they took me to this room and they had us do like a in per, it wasn't an interview. It was like, okay, like here's the situation. All these blocks are people and you got to sit here and you got to make sure that these people, like it was some type of problem solving experience with blocks and toys. 
and they put us there as groups to see how we acted together. But like at 17 years old, 18 years old, I didn't understand what the fundamentals of teamwork they were trying to get me to exhibit in that situation. But I tried my hardest and for what I, I don't I didn't get that job. I'm not sure what the job was, but mm-hmm. did I do something weird? Like what is it about? You know, and I never got any of that feedback. And right. that's why we have to like band together. Cause you don't mm-hmm. know unless people tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate life. I'm sorry. I love life. I hate I hate job. Like my God. <laughs> right. So it feel like the conversation is job boards need to be redesigned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or the knowledge needs to be redistributed. But I think that that goes with a lot of stuff that Ooh, Jeremy, I like that. The knowledge needs to be redistributed. It does. You're right. That, I love that. Ooh, I'm gonna tattoo that on my body. I'm Where gonna... across your bosoms? Yes. Oh my god. All right, y'all. So that I think that about wraps up that conversation. conversation. Right. If it if anything, job or suck ass, keep on working. Um, I think something that I even learned like is taking a break from it helps a lot. When it, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but just like sometimes I'm like fuck. I was like fuck no. Let me just get off of this for a little bit. Like even like perusing. And be like, let me just, you know, take a breather for a little bit. Because that shit can be daunting. And it can make you feel like you're an imposter and shit like that. So for those out there that are, you know, trying to do the damn thing get a job, like, you're great. You're wonderful. You're talented. You can do this. Just keep on at it. For real. If you center yourself, then it doesn't become so much of a, I'm not good enough, or they're this. Like, you're not judging. You're kind of just like, well, what would I be happy doing? And, like, what it, like, I'm good at this. Like, this is how I'm going to show right. that I'm good at this. And it right. becomes a much more centering experience. I even think for y'all, like, y'all know, y'all are great, wonderful, talented designers and folk. Like, don't let this job search tear you down and make you think you are less than. And I just want, and I just want y'all to know that, as in you, as in you too, right here that I'm looking at right now. I feel great right now, and if I end up working at Jimmy John's for the rest of 2020, just know I will be too. there giving you my tips. Yeah, <laughs> my money, but I will give you my tips. I will just come give you the money. <laughs> that's why that's what I like y'all. And that'll be a nice experience. I'll vlog about it. I'll find some way to make it notable on TikTok or something. And right. I'll I'll capitalize. I'll become a Jimmy John's influencer, betch. Right. That's how I have to go. Yeah. And that's, and that's on the period. We're planning to meet this. I'm trying to figure out what I'm about to do with my life. Myself. Hey. Hey. I'm smart. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to wrap up the rest of this episode. All right, y'all, we're back from a quick break where we really just talked to each other for a little bit. Um, but I wanted to, I, as an I, as in the eyes of my head, no, I'm kidding. Um, wanted, to, wanted to think, wanted to do something where we could sort of like wrap up the show with just like you know we're always finding like each week we discuss one thing that's like on one of our burning minds um, but I think we share a lot of stuff 
also who will be interesting to just like look at or have on people's radars. So the last segment of our little time together in our group chat is going to be called the community, as in oh. community, where we're just going to like put you on a certain thing. <laughs> we're going to put you on a certain things that we see that are happening that are cool and just like things you should be on the lookout for and all of this other stuff. Um, and we think it's dope that all of our people and even like some, and I think that all of y'all should know as well. Um, so the first thing that I have on the, the agenda that are cool things that are happening is the one school. Have y'all heard about this? Yeah, I'm bring okay. it up. Okay, so the one school is a free 16-week online portfolio school exclusively for Black creatives that want to break into advertising or the creative world. It was started by this dude um, who's a creative director at Spotify. His name is, I'm going to fuck it up. I think it's Oreo. Okay, Oreo Davis Lyons. Um, and what it is is essentially a brief-based curriculum that covers everything from social media, innovation, experience, technology, et cetera, um, and includes guest lectures to help people sort of build up their portfolio so they can get into the advertising um, game. So the goal is to have a world-class portfolio in a 16-week thing. And applications are open right now, and they close August 16th. The only stipulation um, to that is that you cannot be enrolled in school currently or have gone to ad school in the past. So like us, we've, we've been to ad school. We should have kick-ass books by now. Uh, we're ineligible for this experience, which is good because other people deserve it. Um, and, like I, and like I said before, it's 100% free. I think the first cohort, cohort is going to be 15 students. Um, so I personally I'm looking forward to more opportunities like this because I said before ad school in general is expensive like ours was expensive as fuck and we had the privilege to sort of pay for it and that was our you know way into this whole thing but I think there definitely could exist more things like this that you know sort of fast track you in a way to get to the place where you want to get it Another cool spot is also has guest lecturers um, from the top black credit and you also get mentorship like mentorship bitch that means right like mentorships for some people like top black creatives can mean like a lot so definitely if you're listening to this and are eligible to apply we're going to put the link to it in our um bio as well as the episode thing so definitely like check it out apply it's the first time it should be a dope ass time and reach out to us if you're having issues with your application because we went to ad school so we know how to get you in there <laughs> Now, don't be getting nah, right. I can't get you. I can't get you. I mean, it like seriously, though, because like if you don't know how to like, like if, if the question needs to be like reiterated or re-explained, oh, yeah. your personality in there in the appropriate way, like, okay, like yes. one of the questions or, on the application is actually to like redesign like or come up with the concept. Exactly. And so definitely need help uh, like coming up with the concept mm -hmm. and a big idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we could definitely, you know, help yeah. you with. I think what is interesting about this whole thing is how it sort of democratizes the need for more Black creators in this space and, you know, builds up its own, its, its own pipeline. And, and it's part of the, the One Club, too, which One Club does hear all the Black people, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, does hear all the Black people, too. So I am super pumped for this experience i think 
I hope that it will be super beneficial for those who apply to it and, you know, help them get to the job that they want to. I think more things should exist like this, but definitely should not take advantage of, you know, the black talent that is out there, but do more to like, do more harm, do more help than harm is all I'm going to say to that. Um, for anybody else that is trying to do similar things is out there. But next, next thing on the list is um, start UX design. So Start UX Design is a self-paced digital guide to help get into digital design. Um, it's created by the UX Collective, which is which was started by Fabricio Tejera, I think, and Kyle Bragg. I suck with, I'm not going to say I suck with fucking names. I try my fucking hardest, but sometimes the words just, I mean, the letters just fuck me up. Um, but any which way, it's basically like a self-paced guide um, that includes these four parts. So a reading list, a watch list. So it has chapters, and the chapters are organized in the four parts. A reading list, a watch list, a reflection, and then examples. So essentially, if you work through this self-paced course, you should be able to potentially, hypothetically, jumpstart your career in um, the UX sort of space. And the way I think this is interesting is because it's not a boot camp, it's, you know, it's not all this stuff. It's just more like the people that, I see this for people that are interested and maybe want to start their career or people that want to like switch their career and just need something tangible they can like read through and sort of go through. And it's super cool because like I said, the reading list gives you articles from their Medium webpage. There's a watch list that has videos to learn more in depth about stuff. There's a reflection piece, which is basically just like, all right, you watch this, you read this. Here's a big thing to think about. What do you think about it? And then includes examples that bring it more to home. So I definitely think that this is, this is, super dope for folks yeah isn't it like the whole purpose of it is to to see if you want to transition your career so it's like mm -hmm. you get all this information and it will like jump start your your transition into the career it's not it's not really for you to learn all you can know or learn all the right you know, it's for you to see if ux is for you or it's something that you really want to do yeah 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 and the other part of that is i subscribe to a lot of newsletters if you don't subscribe to the UX Collective, I think every UX designer should subscribe to it. Essentially, I think it's on a weekly basis, but sometimes I get multiple emails. I may have subscribed multiple times, but they send you just a curated list of new art, like medium articles and resources every week from designers, engineers, like all these different people that are in this UX space. I mean, I've learned some really dope things from just like having that, and it comes right through your, right through your inbox you don't have to go anywhere. Newsletters are my best friend because you can easily just like scour them and just learn whatever. I mean, I like this one. I found I like this one the best just come to, because some of the articles that they have in there um, are actually from designers and like people that are practicing the trade right now. Um, and so with all those, those are my three sort of community things. We're going to put all the links to all of them in, the, in our bio and also in the bio for the episode as well. Um, I have one. Okay. Um, Jobscan.co. I think I might have mentioned it in the podcast, but maybe not. Um, so this is a website where you can take a job description, like paste the text of that and paste the text of your resume, and it will mm -hmm. do that ATS kind of processing for you. Mm. How well your resume meets the description, like a percentage. Okay. Okay. And they also put like lots of good tips and little things like, hey, this section heading could be more clear. 
um, mm-hmm. or like these, they, they kind of will help you like see where the deficiencies are and how you can improve your resume like, instantly. You know what? I like that. And I think like that is a, that is a, such a good tool, you know, to just easily get feedback in them. It's sort of around like uh, Grammarly, how you can go up there and like perfect your writing. But that, if it works the way you're describing it, is great. Have you used it? I have actually. Okay. Um, I like to accept that it gave me a 50% on what I was trying to achieve. Um, <laughs> but it's helpful because that lets me know like, hey, like you, you thought you beefed it up with the right words, but these are like, I, I kind of knew what I had left to add in. You know, I had actually, it helped me think of a different experience that I can put in to my resume because it would allow me to use some of those words. Yeah, and one other thing about JobScan, um, their customer service. I just want to, I just want to hype up their customer service. Um, so after I used it for the first time, they definitely emailed me like three times, um, just seeing how I like the experience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super awesome, very personal, um, personable, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was like it was super dope, and they they also talked to you about how how you can beat that that applicant tracking system. I like all of this. What do y'all think about this new section? You know, we're always like, we're always good for a good iteration and I love changing things up, but yeah. how y'all feeling? What's what's the vibe? What's the pulse on it? We always have a resource, so we might as well just put it in, in, in this time frame right here. We always got something. I literally have, and y'all know I got that list. I just be... And- <laughs> Right, holding all of them there, but no, just you know, a way to just share out things with everybody else. But so, as usual, today's conversation was brought to you by the letter O for opulence. Opulence is a mindset, you know, we are all opulent folk, just get that into your mind. As P has it written across her, her bosoms, as opulent, opulent in Swarovski crystals. So, so I can't say that word. <laughs> Y'all know I have a speech impediment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. As always, we love our listeners. We love our people. We love inviting y'all into our big eclectic group chat and our lives uh, each and every week. So for those people we have right now, mwah, mwah, six six foot kisses and hugs for everyone. And for those new people that we'll be having, can't wait. To, what is that a church thing? So happy to have you. Ain't that what they yeah. said? <laughs> 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 Ooh, from my two times to the church. Any which way, um, <laughs> as always, if you like what you hear, rate us a five-star um, review um, to help us boost up in the Apple Podcast. Get into the ears of people that, you know, need to have it. You said what, SP? Today we hit a 1,000 listeners. <gasps> a 1,000 listeners. And like I said, virtual and so tight bear hugs. We don't get enough of those these days, but there's a reason for that. Another tidbit, if you want to add to the conversation in any way, uh, we have social media. So like on Instagram, you can follow us at justus.podcast, but also feel free to shoot us an email as well if you want to add to the conversation. Our email is it's justus.pod at gmail.com. Again, it's just us. 
at gmail.com. Oh, fuck. It's just us dot pod at gmail.com. I sound like a bad like Boy. commercial person. Oh, you sound like a voicemail again. It That's is. what I'm saying. Again, please press one to move forward. If you would like to pay your electronics bill, plus two. I'm sorry. I didn't get that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that. No, in all serious, like email us any questions you might have, anything you want to see um, introduced in the show, any elaborations you want. I think this episode definitely gave us a lot more to like think about. Like, I definitely want to see if we can tap into some recruiters out there to find out what the fuck you know happens with this whole entire job rigmarole. But as always, so happy to have you. Please come again. See y'all next week. Bye. 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 Not to the loop. <laughs>